Welcome to the From Overwhelmed to Fulfilled podcast, where it's all about moving out of overwhelm and into fulfillment in your relationships, your business, your finances, your health. I'm your host, Selena Kipnis, a certified life coach and yoga teacher trainer. Hello and welcome to episode number 40, Spirituality. So this topic is one of the main areas that we talk about in consultations and coaching and we coach on. The seven areas you hear, I think it might talk about every podcast, but it's physical health, mental health, finances, time management, relationships, career, and spirituality. So today we're going to dive into spirituality and this is a topic that I've been thinking about doing a podcast on for a while and then I had a very interesting conversation with a client and friend of mine and I was influenced to take this conversation in a slightly different direction and I think you're really going to love this direction and it's going to be really helpful for you. So My intention is really to help you to connect deeper with your spirit and soul. It sounds deep, right? Let's dive in to this and take the plunge. So first of all, what is spirituality? If we asked each of you listeners today, we would probably have a different answer for each of you. If we look at Oxford's definition, spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Okay, I'm going to read that again. So the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Now, when we're Talking about being concerned with the human spirit, the spirit is that non-physical part of a person, and this is the seat of emotions and character, aka the soul. Now, there are some different ideas and philosophies about the spirit versus soul. Is it the same? Is it different? The soul, the more general idea across the board is that the soul is with you through your life, and after death, the soul still exists. The spirit, the idea is that the spirit is with the person when they're alive, but that part isn't still with us after death. So again, this is like an idea. This is a philosophy. It doesn't have to be true for you, okay? You can have your own definitions. So I know we li- we really took the plunge right away, and that was a lot. So just let's pause and integrate it for a minute. So I invite you to come to some stillness. You can sit up tall. You can softly close your eyes. And I invite you to do your best to remove any conditioning, Conditioning is, it's the things that we learn, right? Like the social norms or what you've been told is true or, you know, things like girls should be polite and they should wear skirts and keep their knees together, right? But there are so many other things around spirituality that we've been conditioned and trained since we were young children to believe is true. So I invite you to just remove all of that. And really connect with your spirit. 
not what someone tells you your spirit is, but just connect with your spirit. Get quiet. Bring your focus to the non-material parts of you. When the physical parts of you are cast to the side, they're not there anymore, what's left? And just listen to what you hear. Pause me, take as much time as you need here. And then once you've really taken time to listen, I invite you to write down whatever you heard. Now, what came up for me was love, tenderness, challenge, frustration, growth, willingness, care. When the material is gone, the physical parts are gone. That's what I connected with in my spirit. Now, come back to the stillness again. And again, try to release all conditioning. And then check in and go deep within yourself and ask yourself, what is the part of me that doesn't die? What continues on living after I die? Pause me, write it out, journal it out, meditate on it. Now, what comes to me when I meditate on this question is my genes, number one. Like my genes still live throughout my children, my family when I die. The things that I have taught other people with yoga, with coaching, whatever it is, this continues to live on. How other people felt when they were around me. The memories that other people have with me continues to live on. My energy that was once my body, and we talk, you know, in physics, energy isn't created or destroyed. It just transforms. So when my body dies, I already have a plan. I'm going to be buried in linen in the earth on the farm, and I want a tree planted above me. So my body will turn into soil and then it will nurture this tree, right? So these are the ways that I imagine myself still continuing on after I die. Now, when we're concerned with or care about spiritual things instead of just the material things that we're connecting with, we're really connecting with the things that matter most deeply in our lives, emotions, character, how people feel around us, and all the other non-physical parts. And this is why I was looking at some research, you know, before recording this podcast to see like what the research says. What does the science say about spirituality and its role in living a fulfilled life? Since that's what this podcast is all about. And there's a lot. There is a lot of research about the physical health of spiritual people, that they're physically healthier and emotionally healthier. And some of the studies are more complicated. And I wanted to just share something that's really simple with you. So I'm going to share a few things. This is actually from entrepreneur.com. And it keeps it super simple and tells how spirituality is beneficial for people. And I think you'll see a common theme here as I share this, which is the part of community, the feeling of connection to other people, to yourself and to spirit, whether that is God, creator, whoever that is for you. There is this common theme of connection in all of these. So the first 
benefit. Um, and really, this is called the, the seven reasons spirituality is integral to an emotionally wealthy life. And I may or not may or may not tell you all seven, but the first one is the quality of life. And this has a lot to do with the bonds that are created, the relationships that are created when you are connected in a type of spiritual group, whether it is church or temple or synagogue or a yoga class, wherever you feel a connection or a hiking group, like there are all types of areas where you can connect with spirit, your spirit in a deeper way. Okay. Secondly, support through challenges. So when we feel spiritually connected and we connect to a group of similar people, we have more strength to overcome challenges in life, right? And this happens in women's circles that we have at the studio. This can happen in your Bible study. This can happen in many different forms. But when you have that support of like, I'm not alone, it's going to be much harder to find yourself in a deep hole. You know, you have the supportive community. So, excuse me, thirdly is we're never alone. When we have that spiritual connection, we realize that we are connected to everything and everyone. That spiritual connection to nature, to the grass, to humans, to animals, that there is this interconnectedness. And even if you're walking alone in the woods, you feel like you belong. Like there is a deeper connection there. Fourth, mindful choices. So with spirituality and different philosophies, a lot of times there are some type of moral focuses, right? Whether it is compassion, not lying, not over drinking, things like this. So it helps us to have to make mindful choices. And I think it's so beautiful how they make it so simple here because it is across the board in every religion, in every spiritual group. And I don't want to make religion and spirituality the same thing here because they're not. They are different. But in spiritual in religion, a lot of times you also have spirituality, but not always. So you can be totally, you can be spiritual and not be religious. So just knowing that whatever your path is, there's so many similarities that there is this element of mindfulness in your choices that benefits everyone, right? So the research doesn't say if you are Jewish, you're going to be much healthier and happier than a Muslim. No, it is the religious benefits are the same across the board. The spiritual benefits are the same across the board. If you have your spiritual connection through nature, through going to sweat lodges, um, Native American sweat lodges, it, you are not going to be healthier or unhealthier than someone who has that spiritual connection through Hinduism, okay? So notice what comes up for you when I say that, because I know that so, there can be a lot of feelings around a right way to be spiritual, and so just check in and see, like, is that helping you? Is it helping you to think there's a right way or not? Okay, number five, acceptance of life. 
spirituality really helps us to have that acceptance. So we're not just like trying to create, it's it's also like a release of control, right? It's called Ishvari Pranidhana in yoga, but again, in other in other practices, you have this like releasing control to a higher power and surrendering and accepting life and where you are and challenges and keep on going and not getting stuck there. Six, spiritual conversation. So this is really healthy for us because it's that depth, right? Having conversations about what you've bought recently, your new dress, your new purse, like it only takes you so far. And you can feel really shallow after a while if that is the only type of conversation. So having deeper conversations with people really helps us to be more in touch with ourselves and the bigger picture of our lives. And finally, number seven, so I did go through all of them, is humility. So having that humble part of ourself, right? Like we can still be confident and we can still be humble. Confidence is not arrogance. It's not conceit. And when we have that ability to be humble, we feel more relaxed. We don't have to prove ourselves. And it's, again, that feeling of like interconnectedness, right? That deep emotional wealth and connection to all the parts of us, that true authenticity. So I hope this was really simple. And I I think it's just beautiful how it did keep it really simple versus the other, you know, the studies that I was reading. And it gives you just some real application and how you can maybe integrate that a bit more in whatever your spiritual practice is and to see what's working for you and what could be a little bit better. So if for some reason, and I just want to go back to the religious part again for a moment. If for some reason you are feeling really unsure in your spirituality right now because you grew up in a certain religion that you don't feel connected to anymore, or if you are really disciplined in your religious practice and you're going to temple or whatever the thing is, and you feel some like dissonance, something feels off for you. And I'm sure that there are so many listeners with so many different variations of this, but I just invite you to check in for you that this practice of spirituality is one of going within to ask your own questions, to come up with your own answers. And your answers should be unique because you are unique. If you're simply regurgitating what you've been fed your whole life, maybe that's why you feel like something's off. And maybe it's really time to tune into the non-physical parts of you, not the non-physical parts of someone else, to really connect in a deeper way on whatever your path is, whatever your religion is or isn't but to connect with your spiritual parts of you, okay? So I'm going to offer you three practices that I have seen really work well for people to connect with the spiritual and non-physical parts of you in a deeper way that can be applied for whatever your current practice is. So this isn't going to pull you away, so don't worry. It's going to just enhance 
whatever your current practice is. So number one is time and nature. There's something about the bigness of the world and the energy of the outdoors that can really help you to connect with the non-physical and the non-material parts of you. So go for a walk, sit in silence, just be in this connection of nature and listen, which is number two. Number two, listen. We spend so much time talking or if you pray or you speak intentions and create like mantras, there, there's this tendency to just ask, 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 right? It's like the mantra can be asking, the prayer is asking. It's like there's so much talking and there's not enough listening. So when you sit and listen, you're going to begin to connect with the non-physical and the spirit so much more by just sitting and listening. Now, at first, you might not hear anything. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It's just going to take practice. It is building up the, what's the word that I'm looking for? When you can notice the small things, right? So you are going to build that practice to notice, to listen, to hear. And the number three is contemplative writing, aka journaling. Okay. So When we sit down to write, journal, whatever you want to call it, we must slow down, right? We must stop doing all the doing, sit down, start to write. So we slow down, we get to know ourselves better, and we bring intention into our lives through journaling, through contemplative writing. So you can just write with any prompts. One of my favorite things to do is just free writing, And you can set the timer for five minutes and you just write anything that's on your mind. Now, that will help you to get to know yourself better. You can also give yourself prompts that are specifically related to spirituality. Like when I get still, what does my spirit feel like? What does the spirit feel like? What does spirit feel like? Wording the question in a different way to see what comes up for you. And just as, you know, wherever you are now in your spirituality, I guarantee you it's not where you were 10 years ago or five years ago because you grow, you shift, you make transitions. So allowing your thoughts and wherever you're at to be okay, like to accept them as part of your growth, that you don't have to have the exact same answer for things that you had five years ago. You've grown, you've learned so much since then. So I hope that this is really helpful that you did during this episode connect with your spirit, with your soul, that it started to wake up parts that maybe are stagnant and having a deeper spiritual connection, and then experiencing all the amazing benefits of that. So have a wonderful week. Namaste.